Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast, part of Mike's Open Journal. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and importantly some of your very own personal stories. I want to thank you for being part of Mike's Open Journal as guests, as visitors, as speakers, as listeners. Welcome to the world of mental health. And remember, you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to the Mojo Podcast. I'm Mike and thank you so much for continuing to download, subscribe and do all of that awesome podcast stuff. I hope you've had a great week. I hope things are going well for you. I hope whatever you're doing right now is a pleasurable activity, I guess. Uh, I definitely do. There's no guessing about that. I hope uh, hope things are going well for you. I hope you're having a nice time. Um, Today I'm delighted to have a guest with me. Um, Abby is back for I think the third time. Um, so it's really cool to sit down and have a chat with Abby and um, there's a couple of guests now that have come back a few times and to really uh, I guess build on our conversation is a really cool thing so it's absolutely awesome when people come back on and we can kind of have a discussion sort of following on from them sharing their story as well. Today we, well I say today, it's a couple of weeks ago now, um, continuity, uh, we <laughs> We talked a little bit about well-being um, and it's a it's a topic that I've wanted to cover for a little while because as I think I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, it was kind of recently-ish World Wellbeing Week um, and it wasn't something kind of prepped for. Um, however, it did make me think about well-being and about how that would be a really cool conversation to have with a few different people and kind of hear their different takes on it. Um, and as part of that, today we got into talking about the five ways to well-being. Um, eventually, once I could remember what they were, uh, but it was a really cool conversation to get into. And I think that's something that I'd really like to approach with a few different people and kind of hear some of their uh, recommendations or their tips for things that have gone well for them or that they think might be useful for other people. So it's definitely something I think I'm going to try and incorporate in a few future conversations. Um, and also, if you have any kind of recommendations or things that have worked really well for you, 
um, please feel free to send those across. It'd be really interesting to have um, some additional talking points on some recommendations in terms of kind of that well-being. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely something I think we'll kind of follow on from today. Bear in mind, we hadn't really mentally prepped <laughs> at all um, for this episode. So there's a little bit of um, thinking, I guess, happening in this episode as we go through. But hopefully that really kind of resonates with you guys in terms of it really is a conversation that you could be having um, with a friend or a colleague and you're thinking about it at the time. So yeah, a very real conversation um, this week. Uh, as always, if you're interested in coming onto the podcast in the future or have anything that you'd like to share with us you can find all of the details over at mikesopenjournal.com uh, and all of the social media stuff will be in the description as well i am going to briefly mention here the mental health blog awards um which right now are a few weeks away um but probably are going to be happening about the time that this episode comes out so again look out for some information about um that event and i look forward to sharing with that that with you soon um probably around this sort of time anyway but yes i hope you're having a great day i look forward to to talking to you guys again very very soon enjoy the episode and also obviously got to add in make sure i was going to say make sure you go and follow abby um but as she mentioned at the end of this episode um at the moment her account is private um and it's going to be that way through the summer so yeah you can try and follow her or find out about her but you might have to wait until after the summer to do that um but yes as always um huge thank you to abby um and to all of the guests that have been on the podcast recently um and yeah i hope you enjoy the episode i think i've said that two or three times now so i'm gonna leave you guys to to listen to our conversation thanks so much and i'll talk to you soon but how's your day or how's your week been abby yeah it's been good um it's been busy but it's been all right I think <laughs> that's good that's good um yeah I think when we um yeah when we oh when we spoke before I think it was a time when you were particularly busy with um coursework and things like that as well so given the time of year that we are now um how's kind of the the, the workload going there is no workload at the moment, uni-wise, because I'm not at uni. Thank so it, it's a lot of just work, work, and trying to fit in loads of stuff um, in preparation because I'm going away. Ooh, so I'm okay. going away to work in a summer camp for five weeks. Ooh. So on Friday. Oh, wow. So I'm just all of that before before I go we've done really well with the time in there to, <laughs> to yeah. manage to get in just before you go oh awesome so um can you tell us a little bit about where you're going and what you're doing yeah so I'm um working as a health team member is what I what my role is called however I am the only the health team member for that camp so I don't really know how you can be a member of a health team when you're the only one um oh, but dear. that reminds me of so many workplaces <laughs> where they're like who's in your team and I'm like me <laughs> well, that's I'm, it I'm a member of the health team 
as a whole because there are other health team members but they're not on the same camp so okay. it's like it, it's a bit weird but um and I'm doing that for five weeks in Wales so oh, yeah so what kind of thing does a health member do it's like um med medication so making sure the kids and young people have their medication and the staff um sort of high hygiene standards remembering to reminding them to drink lots of water and also um like homesickness and just general sort of well-being sort of stuff so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so like a um I guess I would think of that as like a well-being or pastoral or something like that yeah yeah along the lines of that I mean yeah. there is a sort of pastoral manager as well yep who will sort of deal with the more sort of safeguarding stuff but obviously that will sort of come is is gonna come to me as well at is some that, point I yeah. so oh, it's awesome. it's yeah a mix of the both really that sounds really interesting so how how kind of um how did you come to the decision or what made you look into to doing a camp over the summer it was so I was with um a friend at work and at my other job and she I was talking about the fact that I've always wanted to do Camp America but I've never properly looked into it and mm. I couldn't do it this year because of the funding and um and she said oh why don't you try to do an English one hmm. in, and I was like but they don't do English summer camps that's not a thing <laughs> and she said no it is because I've done it and I was <laughs> like oh okay cool. and I had a look and I was like oh no this looks really good so I'll, I'll try and apply for it and see what happens but it's yeah. just harder to find out about them sometimes I think isn't it because Camp America's so yeah. big um it's yeah, I think it's got that really strong brand attached to it. And they have, um, I've been to campuses before where you have like, I don't know about in colleges, but definitely at universities where they, they'll come in and deliver a talk or whatever, but it's always kind of only Camp America. You never get kind of anywhere else come in and, and talk about no. it. So you have got to search a bit more yourself. And if you haven't been to that summer camp yourself like when you were younger hmm. I get, or or you don't know anyone who's been there it's really hard you're not likely to sort of find out about it I don't think it's not like it's advertised everywhere or anything like that um so I think yeah it's it's one of those things that unless you know someone I don't think you really find out mm, mm. well like you said you kind of wanted to do something but not camp america or that didn't feel as a, kind of accessible and that was it it was like well i can't do it until somebody else says yeah. oh well i've done this or i've been there so exactly oh well that sounds really exciting so hopefully um i guess we'll i need to look out for your social media stuff in a couple of weeks time um and see yeah. what's going on once you're out there um what uh 
will you get to see much of Wales or is it like you're always at the camp? Um, so I have one day off a week, so I'll get to like go out and about then. Mm. So I'm I'm taking my car, so hopefully I can sort of and have a have a wonder. Oh, that's good. As well, like, especially if you've got your car with you, it should make everything that bit more accessible. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Well, as always, we've drifted a little bit away from what we were going to talk about. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we sort of mentioned before we started recording that one of the things that um, kind of has been discussed recently-ish um, was Wellbeing Week. And um, actually having like different well-being tips and tools and some of the things that we found really useful. Um, so I think it's something that would be a, an interesting discussion to have with a few different people in the future. But um, I guess kind of what to start off with, what does kind of well-being mean to you or um, what kind of picture does it create in your head when you think or talk about well-being? I guess it's just a... A holistic view of looking after yourself mm. I guess um really just making in my head it's about being sort of happy and healthy and all of it um but also being able to acknowledge when you're not mm. happy healthy and picking up on that as well and being proactive about doing something about it if you can or seeking out the help to get that better well we think is um find it interesting when sort of starting to see people use kind of well-being as a term instead of mental health sometimes especially not around illnesses but when you're talking about certain symptoms i think you see people talk about um, like not having great well-being or trying to support their well-being rather than kind of mental health and I think they are kind of different um, but there's also yeah big... I don't oh. yeah sorry carry on oh, no. <laughs> so yeah I think they are different but I think there is an overlap and I think it's interesting kind of the um, like you said, it's the positive side that well-being has when yeah there can be times when actually our well-being isn't great but it's really interesting um, and kind of it makes you, you sort of smile when you say well-being um, and it has that positive side to it. I think that's a really good thing to engage with and hopefully there are there are maybe things that we're doing when we talk about well-being that we don't do when we're talking about mental health and trying to kind of mirror that in in some situations. Yeah, I think I think well-being sort of encapsulates physical health more with it than because mm. mm. the phrase mental health doesn't really mm. have yeah. any doesn't capture physical health because it's not not that and yeah. the same as physical health doesn't really like capture mental health because it's they're different parts um, of words in their own right if you know what i mean whereas yeah. well-being sort of gets them both if if well, that makes sense yeah <laughs> and i think do you, that because of that well-being is maybe a bit more 
approachable, like people feel more willing to use that. And I think then it's a, a really nice way in to talk about um, like supportive uh, activities or things that people can do when we're talking about well-being. Um, and I'm thinking of uh, um, the five ways to well-being um, and things like that. I don't know if are those things that you've kind of covered or sort of know about. I don't know that I have actually. I there are there are a few different ones, but I always liked the five ways, um, just because it covers a few different things. Um, oh, now I'm going to have to try and remember. So the uh, the five ways includes uh, being active. Uh, I'm going to have to write them down to see if I've got all five. So being active, um, so like the physical side, connecting, uh, so like family, friends, colleagues, uh, keep learning, this is like a test now, um, keep learning, so like educating yourself, so um, that could be on a range of different things, it might be a skill or just learning about I don't know, if you're affected by a certain illness or symptoms, could just be learning about those. Um, be active, connect, keep learning. Uh, give. Um, so that might be uh, like time, money, knowledge. Um, what's the fifth one? Be active, connect, keep learning, give. Um, ah, damn it. Come on. Connect and connect. Keep finding give. Oh, this is really annoying. Um, I mean, this is great in terms of a listening activity now, but <laughs> <laughs> it's going to really annoy me, so I'm not moving on. <laughs> talk about something while I do connect be active take notice keep take learning notice again. that's it take notice <laughs> ah yeah I've just googled <laughs> it <laughs> take notice <laughs> ah yeah oh dear that was good oh dear I was just about to give in myself then <laughs> um, so yeah those five ways that I know in great detail um <laughs> I think um, kind of touch on like really nice things and you can use um, like each of those as an individual thing so it might be that you say actually I'm like I'm I don't know already giving to like charities I'm already volunteering so I'm doing loads of the giving and through that I'm connecting with people um, but actually I'm not being very active like my I don't really do any physical activity, so oh, that's a cool way to identify something that I'm not doing, and that might help improve my well-being. Um, and you can also, um, I remember having a conversation with someone about these, and I was like, but you can do like one thing can involve all of these, and they were like, what, like, yeah. like doing what? And I was like, I'm sure. I said, I'm sure I could fit. I th can't. Remember, did I tell you about this before about eating Pringles? 
and I got it into all five different ways. Um, and it's just that <laughs> idea of actually thinking about some of the things that you are doing and being a bit more mindful about those or realising the opportunities that are there. Um, but I think it's a really nice way to make, um, I guess, improving, uh, like positively improving our well-being, um, a really approachable and possible thing as well. Um, but I don't know if... Um, you've heard or know of like other tips or tools that um have supported either your well-being or other people that you know um i'm trying to think i don't know really um What supported my well-being? Not really sure. Well, I suppose um, it doesn't have to be like a like a structured thing, but um, even if it's like reading or writing or walking or whatever, um, something that you feel over the last, I don't know, a few months, couple of years has been a positive thing for you. One thing, one little thing that I don't do all the time, but like I know that if I feel a bit like oh my god this is like all oh, way too much kind of thing is um going outside at night when the stars are out mm. right this is very this is very specific okay um w- walking out my front door when the stars are out with my shoes off Ooh. and standing on the pavement <laughs> like okay very 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 specific thing yeah but it makes me it just makes me feel a bit better and when you're going outside and is it are you in a kind of like a a dark enough space where you can see the stars yeah okay okay that makes more sense to me um because i yeah (laughs) i've had times at night where I must just be I'm just obviously somewhere else and I'm like oh my goodness like look at the sky and all the stars and it looks so amazing like why doesn't it usually look like yes yeah. <laughs> well because you usually stood under a light <laughs> quite a big reason <laughs> um like that light pollution um and I suppose sometimes there's cloud but yeah just to be somewhere where you can actually look up and see the sky I can imagine that being a very um, positive experience. Oh, it's lush. It's so nice. I, I, I wonder, especially if you're going to um, like a camp area, depending on what the site is like um, in Wales, you potentially might be further away from like a village or a town. So again, it might be, the sky might be a bit darker, so you might get some even more Awesome sky views while you're yeah. there. Um, yeah, hopefully. That would be cool. Because I know, yeah, the times when you're away from, yeah, a residential city centre type thing. Such, such a different view. Um, yeah. I know a few people, actually, that do stuff with, uh, like, and will not wear shoes for it and I like having feet without shoes and socks and stuff on um 
But is I love there, not yeah, is there a particular reason or a feeling that that gives you that means that that's something that you do? I don't know. I think it's just like a. It just. I guess it's a grounding thing, isn't it? It's just like. Yeah, I'm. I can feel myself sort of being pulled down. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and if it was. I don't know why I say this because I should just get over it and just do it anyway. But if it was socially acceptable, then <laughs> I wouldn't wear shoes. Um, I mean, I mean, you must live in nicer like, area than I do. Because <laughs> I think no, I, no. I'd be very worried about a lot of the stuff that's on the floor if I was. Um... Oh, no, I think it's just because I don't care oh, like okay. about stuff on the floor. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's about me living in a nicer area, to be honest. Okay. Um, I just think it's the fact that I don't care. <laughs> so. Yeah, I I think for me it's uh, um, it's kind of it, it like you say, it feels weird because again, we've drifted and it's stuff you don't talk about, isn't it? But like I think the like the like feet freedom um of not being like constrained um and covered um is a big thing and probably yeah also that like the connection with the ground or whatever you're stood on um I think is quite a big thing um for me and there have been times when um especially at the moment uh, I can get away with wearing flip-flops on some days at work. So I'll wear my flip-flops. And I'll like, but once I'm sat down in the office, I'll take them off. And then there's like, oh, if I go into another room to go and like have a quick chat with someone or get the printing or whatever. And then I, I've started to walk around with nothing on my feet. And I'm like, oh, just because I think this is okay. I'm not sure if everyone else thinks this is okay. <laughs> like, just walk around. <laughs> Yes. I found myself walking around last summer. Um, I was I was the wave manager for NCS and I was literally, I had my flip, I lived in flip-flops the whole time on the mm. residential. But if I was needed somewhere, I'd just chuck my flip-flops off and run <laughs> with, with no shoes on, like across gravel, across anything. I'd be like, do you know what? I actually feel better without these flip-flops on I'm just gonna not wear shoes and the majority of the time I didn't wear shoes if you've got to move quickly as well you probably are better off just kicking them off (laughs) yeah but I just I didn't care I spent a lot of time without shoes on I was like, I'm in charge. <laughs> I can not wear shoes if I want to. Oh, dear. Okay, I have thought of a way, because I was trying to work out how can I use this, um, like, if I'm going to do this well-being kind of conversation with a few different people, how can there be sort of a bit of crossover? So what I'm thinking is, now we're clearly very familiar with the five, basically the fact that I've written them down is kind of helped me out quite a lot um (laughs) what we could do is we could have a think about maybe one thing for each of those five areas that we would um uh 
I, You're crackly. Am I crackly? Am I? Oh, yeah, you just cut off a um, little bit. <laughs> your poor connection. Or am I poor connection? I'm not sure which one of us is poor connection. Oh, Hang on. I don't know who the poor connection is. Oh, it might be me. I don't know. Okay, we'll carry on. <laughs> And hopefully we don't get disconnected. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking we'll go with... Um, I don't really want to say recommend, but we'll suggest maybe one thing that we think would be quite good that would fit into each of the five. Um, and this is me thinking of this slightly on the fly. But I think that would be quite a nice little... Because there'd be different things that people would pick up from each of those. It'd be quite nice. Um, so it could be something that you maybe recommend or something that you've found useful before in the past. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, um, be active. So any sort of like physical activity that you think, um, might be useful to someone or something that you found useful before. So I, although I don't do it very often, I really like running, but running in the countryside, not on the road. I won't do road running. I like being in like nice sort of countryside areas to do it. Mm -hmm. um, I know that's very, I know that running is quite a cliched one and that a lot of people I always think that we're do not... it. We'll get told to do it now, but yeah. it's like actually, I quite like it. I think the same thing with walking is I'm like I find walking really helpful, <laughs> but you're always like you sort of almost. I, well, I feel like I have to sort of apologise for talking about walking. I'm like, I know this gets a lot of bad rep, and people are always told like go for a walk or go for a run. It's like. But it does really help me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, there's a range of other stuff and it might not be for you. But actually, there's nothing wrong with saying oh, I found it really useful and it's it's useful for me. I do really like what you've said about not running on like the road and stuff like that, because it always I don't mind if it, you end up having to go near a road for part of your run. But it always put me off going in certain areas because like I don't. When I'm running and I'm like, <gasps> I don't want to be breathing in fumes. So I don't understand people that have a like a running route that's basically along a main road. I just don't get that. I don't. I just feel like, as well, that running in the countryside, it's it's like the concept of like the setting mm. as to where you are to help with like. Now I'm sounding proper cliched, but to help with like the mindfulness way of things. Mm. If you're in like a busy track, it's like you're stress running. Like, <laughs> oh my God, there's cars, there's beeping, there's it's like <laughs> panic run. Like I just want to get away from it all, if you know what I mean. Okay, I was totally with you on the like the mindfulness running in the woods. <laughs> and then you lost me a little bit <laughs> with the like, oh my God, the cars. But yeah, I I can see how it would be like that. Um, yeah, it's like it's like running by the road 
to me sounds like stress running sounds like you're just gonna panic well in my head like panic the whole way around everything there's so many noises there's so much going on like like I don't understand people who can run through London yet with with like countryside it's like oh nice and peaceful like listen to nothing (laughs) yeah like do you know what I mean yeah so (laughs) that's a good one okay okay I feel like we have um appropriately covered the being active um and then so what about I suppose yeah so you've gone running I've kind of gone walking with that one um how about um the connect so connecting with like friends family colleagues um some sort of way that that would be useful for you or that you think would be useful for someone else um I guess for me it's been being able to have sort of not anonymous because I'm not completely anonymous I mean you know me a lot of people do know who I actually am but having a sort of place where you can just connect with people who you don't necessarily know that well but feel like you're not going to get a judgment from Mm. them so having my twitter account or whatever that kind of thing i think that's really important isn't it and especially for yeah when we're thinking of different stages of talking about kind of your own personal story i think there are times when actually having a certain level of and then anonymity um, is quite important for people, for them to feel safe, um, especially yeah. when, unfortunately, we still live in a world where um, people are or feel um, judged based on kind of what they say and, and their experiences. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that is probably the way that I've connected, as it were, and that's probably the best thing I've been able to do yeah the best place cool I like it and it's nice to have a like a positive mention for social media as well that's good um okay keep learning so uh doesn't have to be an academic learning but some sort of enhanced knowledge Just trying to think. I wonder if, um, like, kind of similar to the sort of stuff I would think of, particularly when you've mentioned that um, kind of social community as such, um, kind of, I think there's an element of learning about um other illnesses and symptoms from other people's lived yeah. experience I think is a really big one and I would imagine while your learning will be different to mine I imagine because you're again you've got a big representation within that group and you know a lot of people and a lot of people in different situations um and particularly I guess with the stuff that you do when you're campaigning and with time to change 
there's going to be a lot of um, opportunity to to learn about other people's experiences. Yeah, I think there's that and like a very sort of specific and different thing for me is that I work with um, adults with autism as well as children with autism and learning disabilities. So learning oh. about them and learning their communication and their emotions and how they express themselves and like all of that kind of thing as well is something that I've never stopped learning about because Mm. you think you know it all and then you're like actually no this is (laughs) how this specific person says this like I've got I used to work with a young person who um did signing but Makaton signing Mm -hmm. but his signing wasn't the same as okay the way that you're taught to do it yeah so it's like he'd have a sign that meant something but only meant that thing to him yeah so we had to learn that was so i think it was something like pizza yeah but it wasn't the sign for pizza the sign for pizza was something different but we knew that that's what he meant yeah so i think like, like sign language slang i guess yeah but it it was literally so specific to this young person that if you didn't know the young person you wouldn't know what he was trying to say mm. um and i think that's something that like i've never stopped learning about i guess it's mainly communication like in just in many different forms and I find that like so interesting and I think yeah I think that's one of my sort of passions about learning I guess and it and it does link in with the whole sort of learning about um people's mental health and stuff and Mm. conditions and things it all links in together it's all about expression and communication really in a roundabout way so yeah it'd be really interesting if sign language was kind of part of our like education in some way I guess because I'm I'm Mm. thinking of like I mean I I agree that we should be taught a secondary language in terms of I guess that's there must be some sort of transferable skills that you're learning in terms of learning because like I've never I've never used my GCSE French. Um, I can't remember any of it. Um, so how useful was that? I'm sure there were some skills or something that I learned as part of that that has been useful in some way. Um, but if you need to be taught a second language, I just kind of wonder where sign language would come into that. Because actually, that would... Like, there have been a lot more occasions where I could have used sign language rather than French. Um I know a few people that lip read um, and I'm like, oh, actually how cool would it have been to be able to talk to them through sign language rather than them relying on lip reading. Um, so yeah, that's a really interesting one actually. Uh, okay, give. Um, so in some some way that you feel that giving has 
supported your well-being? Well, I just think giving my time for nothing, not nothing, because to me, giving my time gives me something, yeah. but not monetary value. And and that's in terms of anything that I've done. So I've done so, so much voluntary stuff since like the age of 17, 18 and campaigning and what whatever and I don't do it for praise or reward I do it because I enjoy doing it and it makes me feel good and I like to do stuff for other people and I want them to be okay and happy and like I want to give them something and I think yeah giving for me is that is exactly that um I remember we were um yeah. you came along to the the meetup we had in Southampton was it the end of last year I can't start of this year I think it started this year and um yeah. we had the chat about blogs and different things and someone mentioned about uh like making money from your blog and it was really nice when um that you were like well, I don't I didn't care about that that's totally not what mine's for like I really just want to use it to like share my experience and um like I know loads of people that do that but I don't know many that kind of talk about the fact that they do that if that makes sense um and it's it was really nice to go no like I'm not interested in that at all um like actually the the it's not just like the main purpose like the whole purpose um is kind of just sharing my story and the story of other people and um kind of raising awareness and having action as well um is really nice so it's kind of it's cool that you've noticed that um but yeah that really kind of resonated with me when when we were having that chat at the start of the year yeah it's but that's all my blog's ever been and Mm. the uh the like i and that's the way i'd like it to stay i mean i don't in on the other hand, also, I don't ever think it's ever going to make any money anyway, because it's not it's not big <laughs> enough, and I don't publish enough. But I, like I said, I wouldn't want it to become something that I feel. And I know that some people can get money from their blog without it feeling like a stressful event. Mm. But in my head, the minute it becomes a job, mm. it's it- going to be difficult and like uh, but and with the other hand as well every single job I've ever applied for though pretty much every single one bar probably two and they were both one was retail and one was fast food um I would do for free Mm. I've always pretty much always gone by the thing of I'll only apply for it if it's something I would do for free because then at least I know my heart's in it. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's always always been like. Um, so, yeah, I think... It's having that investment, isn't it, I guess? You want to know, uh, yeah. like, I'm going to go in, I am going to kind of do my best to enjoy it, but at the very least I'm going to know that I'm putting into something that I feel very positive and proactive about and something that I want to um, 
not me individually be successful, but the thing that I'm putting into to be successful. I want that to have the, um, I don't know, have the reach or the uh, whatever the target or the aim is. I want that to happen because I believe in what this is doing. Yeah, exactly. A, okay, so the uh, the <laughs> the one that I um, struggled to remember, and you managed to jump in there. Uh, take notice. Um, I guess more so a way um, that you feel you've kind of taken a moment or recognised something that you've done. In I think take notice. You could kind of, uh, I guess, um, interpret that in a range of different ways. So whatever it means to you, really. Um, take notice I guess partly might be in a way of like whenever I get sort of to a point of like where I'm really putting myself down telling myself I don't do enough etc just acknowledging the stuff that I have done Um, so I guess that's partly my sort of take notice another one of my take notices would probably be what I was talking about earlier which was standing outside with no shoes on because mm, that, that's a massive like that's like acknowledging taking in the moment sort mm. of mindfulness ad hoc mindfulness kind of thing so I think they're probably the two sort of take notices that sort of immediately spring to mind I think that's a really good one. That um, the kind of the, that imagery of you, like being outside, looking at the sky, um, looking at the stars, uh, like feet on the ground, is a really good one for like, like you say, taking a moment. That sort of just having, whether it's mindfulness or not, it's it's yeah, having that moment of just existing I guess yeah yeah that that is what it is it is just being yeah being I am I noticed that after we did Be Active, I stopped doing mine. And that was because I realised if I do them all every time, (laughs) I'm going to have to come up with quite a lot of different ones. (laughs) So I might, I need need to consciously maybe hold back on some of those and only add in here and there. Because if I think, oh, this is a really good, actually, touching on this with a few different people and seeing their different ideas for like being active and giving and da 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 da. Yeah, it doesn't quite work if I then say the same thing for like five different episodes. <laughs> so I'm going to have to try and hold back on like, oh, this is what I would do. <laughs> so that needs I to... I hadn't put... thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make a mental note to myself. <laughs> I managed to hold back after the first one this time. Um, but <laughs> if I if I forget and each time I happened to like do a different one of the five first... Um, well, I suppose that's not the end of the world. Maybe if I do the first one, but the first one is always a different one. That's not too bad. It's not quite the same if yeah. every time I go, well, mine would be walking. But I feel really weird when I say walking because everyone says, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, shut up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but yes, I really I think that's quite a nice because you get to touch on a couple of different things. I think that's quite nice. It could be, um, yeah, it'd be a lot smoother if I don't have to do that recollection each time. So I might need to remember to write that down or have it in front of me or something. But um, it's kind of a, yeah, I like that. I think that's quite cool. Um, so yeah, are there um, any things that you've got going on at the moment or that are coming up soon apart from the summer camp? Um, I hopefully, I don't really want to jinx it, but hopefully I am returning to uni after my year out, um, in September. So fingers crossed, I will be going back. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a strange nine months, well, almost nine months. Um. But yeah, I'll be heading back to uni to restart my second year. Um, so yeah, that fingers crossed it happens, but there shouldn't be a reason why not. I suppose it's working out um, just what's best for you at the time as well, isn't it? And seeing how yeah how that goes and try not to not to put too much it's, you're gonna do it but not to put too much pressure on yourself as well at the same time and <laughs> <laughs> it's pointless saying it I, I, I love the fact you tell me you are gonna do it yeah you will I, put pressure on yourself <laughs> I, like, I know you're gonna do it but yeah, I'll say try not to um but yeah it's it's so difficult isn't it I think when um I think particularly when people are on courses, they are so, I guess, uh, I don't know if it's the course, but passionate about either the course or the career that they're working towards. I think you see some, it's that extra bit of pressure that people put on because they they really want to get to, to where they're going. Um, and I think it's difficult sometimes because there are sometimes other students that aren't as fussed about where they're going. Um, and so that they have naturally put a bit less pressure on themselves. Um, so they're a bit more resilient yeah. in some situations because they're they're not adding that pressure to themselves. And I think that's um, definitely something I've noticed more so seeing like some people that have a, a particular kind of career or end goal. Um, and that's definitely different to the experience. I, I kind of knew roughly what I wanted to do, but I probably not until... I think my my last year um, did I really have and even then it was still oh this would be something I'd like to do but if it's something else that's okay um, so it's not necessarily yeah. a pressure that I had that I was like oh, this is the job I want to do and I need to make sure I get there so I think it's yeah it is difficult when you're so invested in um, kind of getting towards that so hopefully that's um, that's a positive experience, whatever that entails for you from September. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm hope so. Um, so I'm thinking we are coming up to the rough time. Um, so we're going to wrap up. And then there's a couple of things I wanted to ask you, but I'll ask you once we've um, finished recording. Um, so for now, if anyone wants to find out a bit more about you or some of the stuff that's going on, um, where's the best place for them to go to? My Twitter, um, Abby Volunteers. However, my tweets are currently protected just because of my job in the summer 
but I will probably let you follow me anyway. Um, and my blog, which is linked in my Twitter. Hey, so, so look out for Abby after the summer, essentially. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being the... Um, unknowing experiment for the well-being topic <laughs> i think it went really it well brilliant. I, no one would know that that wasn't planned at all <laughs> um I that was for- good it was good <laughs> i look forward to talking to you again soon um and in a minute in fact um but for now um <laughs> thank you very much for coming on and i'll speak to you soon you're welcome it was great speaking to you It's me again. I'm just jumping on at the end of this episode to um, just say how, <laughs> how much fun it was to sit down and have a chat with Abby today. Kind of obviously the, the discussion that you heard and um, a little bit that you didn't kind of afterwards as well. Um, yeah, it was really nice to sit down and have a chat. So thank you to Abby for coming back onto the podcast um, and for sharing um, some of the stuff that's going on at the moment for her. Uh, it was yeah it was really nice as we kind of said afterwards it was, it's uh, a different episode definitely not really planned um but just a lot of fun to sit down and have a chat and um yeah have a conversation and that's definitely what we both i think i can speak for abby in saying this we really encourage people to go away and have have those conversations and whether that's a planned and thought out conversation about your well-being or it's an on-the-spot one that you really have to think about and um, contemplate a few different things, that's completely fine. Um, It's having those conversations. So thank you once again for listening to this episode. Thank you for, um, well, thank you to Abby for coming on and sharing her experiences once again. Uh, I look forward to talking to you all very, very soon and seeing you next time on The Mojo Podcast. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm-hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well, so it sort of started from there. And then she was like, okay, tell me a bit about what's going on. So I told her everything, and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.